Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You are listening to Astros Baseball, now a part of the gruelingtruth.net. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It is March the 2nd. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, we're going to talk about Colin McHugh's podcast, the 12 to 6. Uh, He had a host, Jeff Passan from ESPN. Uh, I listened to it the other morning while I was walking. I really enjoyed it, and so I kind of want to tell you about it. Hopefully, you'll go listen to it. I'm going to point out a few things that I enjoyed about the podcast Uh, The Astros had a couple games, one on Thursday, one on Friday. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about the pitching situation, uh, the game later on today, uh, some MLB news, and then the giveaway. Thanks to a generous uh, donation from one of the original followers of the podcast, we have a new giveaway. So we're going to tell you about the giveaway for March. And we're going to tell you how to win it, and when it ends, and all that good stuff. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back, folks. Okay, so Friday morning, I went for a walk. I'm walking, I think I walked a little over three miles. And I was listening to Colin McHugh's podcast, the 12 to 6 podcast. His guest on his latest show is Jeff Passan. He works for ESPN. He's a columnist. And he is a best-selling author of the book, The Arm. So I'm walking for over an hour. And this podcast is an hour. I don't even think I finished it all. I think I got right to the end where he asked questions. But I just want to let you know, I did not, I'm talking an hour, an hour straight. I did not get bored with this conversation at all. So this is his sixth podcast, and I do recommend it. Um, The first one was with Lance McCullers, and they had great chemistry together. I listened to that all the way through. Uh, Garrett Cole was on there. I didn't finish that one all the way. Uh, Charlie Morton was on there once. I didn't finish that one. He had the uh, Pitching Ninja on. That one was really interesting. And I know I'm, I'm missing one, but this is number six. Jeff Passan, ESPN, best-selling author of the book The Arm. So 
some things they were talking about that I found interesting, I wanted to share a little bit with you. So one thing they were talking about, the arbitration process. And Colin McHugh, I believe is what they said, is he is the only person to go into arbitration and win two times. This year he settled, so he didn't have to go. So changing the subject a little bit, the way free agency is going, he was also talking about how you're going through the minor league system and then you're going through your control years and your arbitration. So Colin McHugh was talking about how he has been a professional baseball player for 11 years. And at the end of this season, when he's a free agent, will be the first time in 11 years that he can decide where to go. He's never had that privilege of deciding where he's going to go. Someone has always been in control of him. And he was saying that while you're down there in the minor leagues and then you get called up, you're the young kid, you're, you're looking forward to that golden ring of getting your six years in and reaching that free agent level so you can get paid. And now he's saying it's kind of getting like maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe that's why all these people are signing extensions because it's not what it used to be. And we all know why. It's because of analytics. These teams are getting smarter. They're getting thriftier. And they know what people are worth. And they're not willing to dump a lot of money on one guy unless you are Bryce Harper signing for 13 years. I'm going to change the subject again. Somebody posted on Twitter how old they will be when Bryce Harper's contract is over. And I think they said 42. So I did the math. And when Bryce Harper's contract is over, I will be 61 years old. I will be a pretty old guy. I will be almost retiring when he is done. So me and Bryce Harper might retire at the same time. So back to the story. So he was talking about arbitration. He, he's the only guy that went twice that I think, I think that's what they said. But I knew that you, go, you went in there with your number and you're battling against the team that has their number. One thing I didn't know is that both sides get one hour to plead their case. And I can't imagine sitting there for one hour straight telling someone why, like in Garrett Cole's case, like for a whole hour, this is why I deserve 13 million. And you're pleading your case for an hour. And then when you're done, the team pleads their case for an hour saying why you don't deserve 13 and you deserve 11. So I did not know that it was such a long process. 
And Colin said that it was not fun. It's not something for a person with thin skin because they say a lot of bad stuff about you, which is crazy to think about because they're they're saying all this negative thing about you to prove that you're not worth money, but you're still going to be on their team. You're still going to be part of their organization, so that seems like another weird part of the arbitration process. So the second thing he said about it was after that, they take a break. And then I believe the word is rebuttal. When you come back, both sides have 30 minutes to rebuke or rebuttal, whatever. I can't, I can't think of how to say the word, but they get to do the rebuttal about everything the other side said. So he was saying that the best debaters in the world are in those meetings. And Jeff Passan was talking about how awesome it would be if they would televise those things. And that got me thinking that I would watch that. That would be super interesting now that I know. But, I mean, you're talking about three and a half, four hours of watching court TV or whatever it is, whatever it would end up being on, but it would be interesting. It would be interesting to at least kind of get a summary of what they said in the first hour and then get to hear the second part where they only go for half an hour. So the other thing they said, they were comparing, well, the conversation started about how the MLB doesn't promote their players. And they also talked about how when you are in the minor leagues, they kind of ingrain it in you and they kind of teach you that it's not cool to be an individual or not to draw attention to yourself. They want you to know it's a team thing and, you know, you're not special. So what they were talking about is the MLB does not really promote their players very well. They did point out there's people like Colin McHugh that has a podcast. Uh, Alex Bregman has a YouTube channel. And Lance McCullers does everything. Lance McCullers is out there. We all know that. So the NBA does not frown on it. So I'll go back to that. Think, Remember that about the NBA. So you have MLB isn't promoting their their uh, players. And then you have the NFL. So they were talking about the difference in these three organizations. And I'm just going to tell you what I came away with what they said. Now, this isn't everything they talked about, but I'm going to tell you what I came away with. Just my opinion. So in the NBA, it is getting to where Some people don't even have a favorite team. They have a favorite player. You're a LeBron fan. You like the Cavs. Then you like the Heat. Then you like the Cavs again. 
and now you like the Lakers. You may have a team in your hometown that you're a fan of, but you could possibly be a fan of wherever your favorite player is. I don't see that a lot here in San Antonio because these people here are pretty crazy about their Spurs. And I am, I'm assuming it's probably not like that in Houston. But you see what I'm saying. The individuality of basketball is big. Because there's only five of them. There's only like 12 guys on the entire team. They don't wear helmets. They draw attention to themselves during the games, during after-the-game interviews, on social media. They do stuff that is frowned upon in baseball. So a lot of people know all these stars in basketball, and a lot of them are very well-known. But according to what they're saying, MLB doesn't promote their players and then acting like it would kind of be how the NBA dunks on someone and then they do the uh, the gesture like they're opening up their shirt to show their Superman uh, costume under their shirt. It would be like a pitcher striking someone out and then doing that or having some kind of dance like a touchdown dance or a celebration and it's just not like that in baseball and they were also kind of talking about how a lot of baseball fans are older and they're not getting all the young kids in baseball so it's possible that the people my age or a little younger, when they're all gone, there won't be anyone left to watch baseball because they're all watching these guys play basketball. And you know everybody watches football. So let me get... I've already got derailed of what I wanted to tell you. But, but here's what I wanted to say. So Major League Baseball, I'm a Houston Astros fan 100%. If I'm not at work and the Astros are on, I will watch every game. Every minute of every game, I don't care if they're winning 14 to nothing or they're losing. The only time I won't watch it is if they're on the West Coast and i got to work in the morning. But I will watch every one of them. But if there's a game, let's say the Astros are off on Thursday and ESPN shows a game on Thursday night. More than likely, it's going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox. And that's probably the biggest matchup in baseball. But I'm not going to watch it. I don't care who wins between the Red Sox and the Yankees. I do not care at all. Now, if it was later in the season, and I needed one of them to lose in order for us to... uh, get the wild card spot or the Mariners and the Rangers were playing and I needed one of them to lose to win the division. If it meant something to me, I would watch it, but I'm not going to watch. It doesn't matter who's playing. If there's nothing else on, I may watch it for a little while, but I'm not going to watch all of it because I don't care. I have my team and nothing else interests me. I may watch Manny Machado's first game. 
I may watch when somebody is pitching. Maybe if there's a good pitching matchup. But it's just not the same. It's not the same as when I'm watching the Astros. So NBA, I can't even really judge that. Because I think a lot of basketball fans will watch whoever's playing. Because there's so many superstars. It can be LeBron against Durant. And then Kyrie, and I don't, I don't really watch basketball. It could be Houston. Uh, I can't think of his name, the guy with the big beard. But it could be one of these, and people will watch it. Basketball fans more than likely will watch anything. So if you look at the NFL, and maybe this is just me. I don't know, maybe because I love football. I'm just comparing it to baseball. And I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have a favorite team. I don't know. But in football, your favorite team is the Texans. I'll say that because this is an Astros podcast. Let's say your favorite team is the Texans, and they play at three. More than likely, you're going to watch the 12 o'clock game. You could be cooking out and not paying 100% attention to it, but you're going to watch it, unless you're at church or somewhere else. But if you're at home... You're going to watch that 12 o'clock game, and then you're going to watch your game at 3.30. And then more than likely, you're going to watch the game at 7. You're going to watch the Sunday night game. And more than likely, you probably watch Thursday's game, no matter who played. And more than likely, you're going to watch Monday night football. And is that because those leagues promote their players? Or am I just thinking that because that's how I feel? I don't know. I think a lot of people watch football because a lot of people play fantasy football. So if one of your guys are playing. But you have matchups. If Kansas City was playing New England on Monday Night Football, you're going to watch it. If you like the Cowboys or the Texans or whoever... You're going to watch it. So anyway, that's what that's just some things that I took from the podcast. And I really thought it was interesting. I'm talking, I walked for over an hour. And I did not get bored. And I posted it on Twitter telling Mr. Colin McHugh, even though I knew he wouldn't respond to me, that I could have listened to those two guys talk for two hours. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the uh, two games that were played, one on Thursday and one on Friday. We'll be right back. Astros baseball. Okay, so as you know, Josh James is injured, which leaves the battle for the fifth spot in the rotation between Peacock and Framber Valdez. Peacock pitched Thursday, Valdez pitched Friday. We're going to talk about these two games. So Thursday, the Astros win 7-5. Peacock went two innings, no runs, no hits, no walks, two strikeouts, great outing for Brad Peacock. J.B. Bukowskis, two innings, a hit and a walk, but he had three strikeouts, no runs. Brady Rogers, three innings, six hits, three runs, Two strikeouts, and he gave up a home run. His ERA is 7.20. He 
His wife said that he will contribute to the 2019 Astros, but I'm not so sure. Robinson Chirinos went two for two with an RBI. He's hitting 500. Max Stassi went 0 for two. He's hitting 111. Advantage Robinson Chirinos. Carlos Correa went one for two, got his first hit, and he had an RBI. Altuve 0 for three with three strikeouts. Springer 0 for two. He got a strikeout and he also walked. But he is batting 375 in spring training. So Friday, they played St. Louis, and they tied 4-4. Four to four. This time it was Framber Valdez's uh, turn to show what he had so he could win that fifth spot, but it didn't go so well for him. Valdez won in the third innings, three hits, two walks, gave up two runs, and zero strikeouts. So once again, he has control problems, but the first outing, he was saved by defense. So not so lucky today. Advantage Peacock. Osuna pitched another inning today. No runs and no hits. He did have a strikeout. He has yet to allow a run in spring training. Corbin Martin, two and two-thirds innings. Two hits, one run, and a walk. 386 ERA. So Bukowskis and Martin are not going to make the roster more than likely. I think they will be stars in the future, but I just wanted to share their stats with you. Uh, Tony Kemp offensively went two for three. The last outing, I believe he went over, but after going two for three, his batting average is 500. Josh Reddick went one for two. He's batting 500. Carlos Correa, one for three with an RBI. Two games in a row he got a hit. Two games in a row he got an RBI. A note about Carlos Correa. The ball came off the bat at 105 miles an hour. First time he's hit a ball that hard since before his back injury. Yuli Gurriel went one for two. He's hitting 500. Max Stassi with the rebound game. Two for three with two RBIs. Raised his average from 111 after Thursday all the way up to 250. Tyler White went 0 for 1 with a walk. He's hitting 333. So pitching-wise, Presley, Rondon, and Will Harris have yet to pitch so far in spring training. They, the Astros have a plan for them. I had read something about Rondon... Uh, maybe they got him started too early last year and that hurt his uh, performance, but we'll see. So they haven't pitched yet. Dietz hasn't pitched yet either. He's got a sore shoulder. I think Dietz, I'll talk about this probably in a minute, but I think Dietz has a chance to make the roster. Uh, Sinel Perez, he has issues, but he threw a bullpen on Friday. So maybe he might be closer to making his debut. So today, the game Saturday, is at noon. It's going to be Verlander pitching against the Mets. Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Mets. This is the same matchup as the first game of the year. Uh, it will be on MLB Network, and it's not going to be blacked out in the Houston area. That is what they posted on Twitter. So... 
speaking of the pitchers, this is what I was going to tell you. Um, according to Brian McTaggart, he's already penciling these guys. Actually, he's not penciling them. He's penning them in. Sure things, according to him. Osuna, Presley, Harris, Devo, Rondon, pencil them in or whatever you want to say. They're in. And then Valdez and Peacock, whoever loses that battle for the fifth spot in the rotation, they'll be that guy. And then Josh James will round out. That's his prediction for the uh, bullpen. And this is what I was saying a minute ago, that if Dietz comes in and does good and Valdez continues to struggle, I think he can slide in here. If James' injury turns out to be worse or he can't get it together, maybe Gujuan comes in. And think about this. You got Valdez and James. So I was thinking today, why didn't they go get Tony Sip? But if this turns out to be the bullpen, especially if Valdez. So let's say they don't use Valdez in the rotation, and they snuck out and got Dallas Keuchel to be in the rotation. Then you could have Peacock, and I like this. Besides maybe Devo, but I think Devo can turn it around, but I'm a little scared of him. Osuna, Presley, Harris, Devo, Rondon, Peacock, and James. I think that's pretty solid. I like that a lot. So also a little bit about the Astros. They had a story, top 10 farm teams. Number six was the Astros. Number one was San Diego. And if you didn't know this, the San Antonio Missions here where I live are a farm club of the San Diego Padres. But I'm not a Padres fan. The Phillies announced Bryce Harper will wear number three. Speaking of the Padres, I guess I should have said this after that. Manny Machado, set for his debut today, later on today, Saturday. So let's take a little break, and then I will tell you about the giveaway. We'll be right back. Okay, so just a little bit of news about the podcast before we go. Um, I said it at the beginning TheGruelingTruth.net will be helping us get the podcast out there, and we should be gaining some new listeners. So if you are new to the podcast, I'd like to thank you for listening. Um, You might want to follow me on Twitter, at Astros Podcast, and this is why. We have giveaways here on Astros Baseball. Last month, we gave away the Jose Altuve Funko Pop, and this month, Thanks to a donation from one of the listeners. And I believe this guy is loyal and he's been listening the entire year probably. Thanks to him, this month's giveaway will be any ball cap that you want from fanatics.com. The contest will run or the giveaway will run the entire month of March. There's a possibility that it'll end early, maybe a week if the free shipping thing pops up. Who knows? 
but you have one month. This is the new stipulation. Since you have a whole month, you must follow me on Twitter at Astros Podcast. This is a must. You send me a direct message saying you want to enter the contest. Your name will be put in. At the end of March, we'll draw the winner and I'll mail it to you. So speaking of the Twitter page, at Astros Podcast, it's a very new page, but we've reached 40 followers. Pretty good. Like, thank everyone for signing up for that. So the last thing I wanted to say, and I talked to Mark Yu about this, and he did not know this, but it might help you. So on Facebook, if you have Facebook, there is a group, and I guess I'd have to look it up for you, but it's I think it's Astro's Ticket Exchange. But it is a group on Facebook that people sell tickets to each other. So you buy them with PayPal, and they send them to you on the AtBat app. And so what happens is you have season ticket holders or people that have... 15 game plans or whatever, and they sell their tickets. So I found a good deal last year on one of the ring day games, and I found a really good deal on some tickets way down by the field. For an example, I bought tickets in row 36 with taxes and fees, I would say about 160 for two tickets. I bought two tickets from a season ticket holder down in row, I think it was 12, and they were aisle seats for a total of 140 because you're not getting charged fees or taxes. So it's a really good deal. So I'll tell you the deal that I got already. I was kind of sure that I wanted to go that weekend, but I wasn't sure. But I was on the Facebook page, on the group page, And one of the season ticket holders were selling his tickets. And I don't know if you're familiar with the stadium, but section 154, which is the lower level in the outfield, it's the section right next to the bullpen. Section 154, row 8, on Sunday, April 7th, against the Oakland A's, $25 a ticket. That is a great deal as far as I'm concerned. So those are the good deals that you can find if you get on the Astros Ticket Exchange on Facebook. I'll put the link or something up on Twitter if I can to help you out, but I told Mark about it, and it's a good way to save money, and uh, I haven't really heard about too many people getting scammed. I think I did hear one thing, but I do believe if you use PayPal, it kind of has insurance Like they make sure you get your money or something like that. But I've never used PayPal. But anyway, that's it for now, folks. Uh, 40 followers. The giveaway in March is a hat. TheGruelingTruth.net helping us out get uh, new listeners. And my first game, April 7th against the A's. Pretty excited. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.